Welcome back to 343 of the Doctor Day, Doctor Who podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with Ginger. Hi. Today we're going to talk about episode two of <clears throat> Image of the Fendal. As we uh, rejoin our story after our cliffhanger, and as uh, shots are fired, Leela jumps out of the way of the door jam and hides outside the building. Doctor talks to himself, says something like, get yourself under control, man, something like that, to, you know, snap himself out of it, and then turns around and heads another direction. Uh, Leela jumps inside and turns around and grabs a gun from the man inside and turns and confronts its Ted Moss, the person they had found earlier and uh, as she trains the gun on him another man has followed her in and has a gun trained on her and he tells her they got the gun he says so you killed me and your friend dies and the younger man says well you're both trespassers this is my grand's cottage and what are you guys doing here do we catch his name at all I imagine it's Tyler. It is Tyler. I think it's Tyler. Jack Tyler, but I don't know if we heard it in the... Okay. So, he's calling them both trespassers because he, they're at her, his grandmother's house. Um, uh, Colby finds Thea in the uh, computer lab, and she's in a trance. Um, in the kitchen, the security guard seems to be taking his break. And here's this strange, um, almost electronic sound outside of the building that seems to be moving. And he's interested in the noise, and he seems to, he gets up and is going to investigate. Colby is still trying to rouse her from her trance, um, and he smacks her in the face, and she, she wakes up, snaps out of it. And um, as that happens, the guard in the kitchen screams. So Colby takes Thea, and they run off to find that Mitch, the guard, is dead. And Colby says, well, it's the same as this face I saw on the other man outside in the woods, frightened to death. Thea um, examines and says, oh, well, yeah, he had this, uh, again, the... the bump on the back of the head um, but that wouldn't have been enough to kill him and um, then he says how she's being callous about it and says oh I'm going to call the police this time and then she walks away and, and grabs at her head and collapses on the floor Adam runs over to her to, to see how she's doing, and the doctor enters the room and says, Don't touch her. Don't touch her. And then he goes over to Adam, and he looks. He says, he looks at the dead body, uh, Mitch, on the floor, and asks, How many deaths have there been? And Adam is confused, and the doctor tells Colby to look. He says, Look at her. And we see Thea is glowing on the floor, and 
within the glow superimposed over her image are two images of what the doctor calls embryo fendaline, which look like kind of um, worms, like or like maggot bodies that are green and thinner, longer, and with kind of a spout at one end that kind of is this weird blowy type um, tongue appendage. And there's two of them we can see in this in this image. And the doctor says that they are from creatures from his own mythology. Because when the fifth planet was destroyed 12 million years ago, and Colby um, is curious, it's 12 million years ago. That's, that's how old the lava flow was and such. And so he asked the doctor more about it. And the doctor says, well, how there are 400,000 million souls on your planet and with these creatures in a short period of time it'll be down to one. Uh, Fendelman comes in with style, stall and comes in and says to the doctor he'll make the orders around there he's in charge Tell Stale to uh, lock up the doctor. Fendelman tells Colby that you still can't call the police because they're going to ask why you didn't call them the first time. Now that Mitch has been killed. So Tyler is asking Moss what he's doing there in his grand's cottage. And he says, well, he was there to see Mother Tyler. She, she has something for him. And... Uh, Tyler tells him to, to leave anyway. Um, he tells Leela that his grandmother brought up and some of those in the village were brought up in the old religion, in the old ways, and that's why he called her Mother Tyler, not because he's fond of her for any reason. It's just the, the old ways. The doctor is uh, locked into like a storeroom and uh, his sonic screwdriver is not working on the lock. It looks, uh, at this point, the storeroom looks a lot like the room that rooms that we saw in the Pyramids of Mars. So you can see some similarities now. So he's trapped in there and uh, pacing. Leela tells uh, Tyler about the doctor and how he's always one of those, meaning he's another scientist, like at the Priory. So, so he's looking for a sonic time scanner and tries to explain that they need to find that or it could cause a, a temporal implosion or some, something like that, she, she says to him. Doctor is still pacing in his cage and the door opens. Someone on the outside has opened, unlocked the door for him. Colby and Thea are um, back in the anthropology lab or archaeology lab because at his desk, and they talk about, well, I don't care what Fendelman says, I'm going to call the police. And he picks up the phone, and the line has been cut. Line's disconnected, it's dead. She says, Can't you see this was all planned? 
I mean, it was all planned, and then Fendelman is just doing what was already planned, and she's done, she didn't ask me who planned it. And he's looking at her kind of strangely, because she's acting strangely, and he says, she says that she did it. He says, be reasonable. You're as sane as anyone else here. But she is looking at the skull, and she's rubbing her temples. Then Colby leads her off to confront Fendelman. Fendelman tells Colby that the work he did on the skull has shown that the skull is extraterrestrial in nature. It's 12 million years old, and no Homo sapiens are 12 million years old. Leela and Tyler um, are talking more of the doctor and how he may help and they hear someone outside so they're talking on the other sides of the door loudly as to like thinking it's the doctor on the other side and you know open the door and surprise him and he opens the door and it's his gran and she's been she's very confused and looks very scared almost roughed up I guess some uh, terrible experience anyway. Doctor is wandering the hallways now and he hears an argument so he creeps along and listens in and it's um, Ted Moss and he's arguing with uh, Stale. Moss says that this intruder, this doctor will, will be investigating them all. He tried to warn them off warn him off, but he knows that, that he'll be investigating them, and Stale says just to comfort him, to calm him down, and Moss says that um, he knows that the Stale is the coven leader, and they'll be ready when, when he is, and it won't be 12, it'll be as the old ways, 13 will be the number. Fendelman says that he has traced the alien skull to a huge inpouring of energy at that time period where the skull was, was found in the strata. He uh, wanted to x-ray the skull. He thought that the work was very important, so important that he needed to keep it secret. And now there have been the murders, and now there's this intruder, and so it's more imp even more important to keep the work that he's been doing on it secret. Thea excuses herself to go rest. Um, Fendelman says that this intruder, this doctor, must be a spy looking in on the work that they're doing. Fendelman offers to show Colby the results of, his, of the x-ray. Mother Tyler says how she's very frightened and they're giving her a drink to calm her. She says she saw it. She saw it in her mind, a, a dark image, and it was calling to her, wanting to soul, her soul, wanting to, to eat her soul. And he says, oh, the doctor will help her. We must find him. Fenneman shows uh, Colby that on the x-ray of the top of the skull, there's a pentagram in the x-ray. 
Colby says, well, it's just the way the fragments were placed together. And he says, no, it's a part of the neural circuitry. And that has been a symbol of supernatural energy. And what if that energy is still contained within it? They could be using it, these extraterrestrials could be using it as a beacon to others. And Colby says, well, to meet your ancestors, humans to meet their ancestors. And the woman said, yeah, kind of something like that. We see Thea in the hallways and she opens a, a darkened doorway and into the dark she says that um, she needs help from someone, you know, please help her. And it seems she may be looking for talking to the doctor, but she's just talking into the darkened room, we don't know. Thea then sees the, makes her way into the x-ray lab, the lab with the x-ray where Fendelman and Colby were and she sees the image on the skull. Stale finds her, tells her that something about the intruder, but oh, he's escaped. He tells her not to be afraid of her, but then she is afraid of him and he advances towards her after shutting the door and um, says that it is ironic that she will be the key to his power. He overpowers her, chloroforms her, and she passes out. He calls her the chosen one. The doctor has found his way to the archaeology lab, to Colby's desk. He's poking around, looking at the bones, um, sniffing some of them, saying, oh, 12 million years. Pockets one of the bones, and then sits down at the at the desk and there's a stand with the towel with the cloth over it and he pulls it off and it's the skull and he says oh alas poor skull and but then he's drawn to it and it starts to glow and further it draws the doctor into it he is um compelled to touch it and his hand is on the skull and it starts to glow it's drawing him in he is trying to fight the power but is starting to overcome him in the end so they certainly made up for the action quotient this time yes I had to go down the page and up the side a lot more action to write down than, and more information and uh more interesting things happening actually so this is if it had just a little bit more of this in the first episode I think it would have caught my attention a little bit mm-hmm. better a little bit sooner yeah. um, so this is a little more of the um, the story I was looking forward to I think so right can't say I was looking forward to the, the maggoty creatures appearing, superimposed over Thea. I was better with the skull superimposed, with her face over the skull. Right. But this, the little, you know, maggot creatures are kind of strange. Um, but we get to hear a little bit about uh, that they may be from 
maybe the Gallifreyan past, uh, myths and legends of yeah. Gallifrey. Then he starts talking about the fifth planet, and that's um, it's often a reference to what's now the asteroid belt. Oh. In our solar system, so well, I'm not sure which one he's talking about. Well, he says when the fifth planet was destroyed, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, is that... But why would our fifth planet be in Gallifrey's mythology? Mm. That's my point. Well, they do tend to watch the whole universe. Yeah, know, well, yeah. Kind of. The timekeepers of the universe. Yeah. So... Still seems odd to me. I, I, yeah, I can see that. So, I guess they're just kind of saying, but not saying that maybe it's the asteroid belt that we know of. Maybe it's not. And I'm not saying it is. Yeah. But I guess there could be some question for those that would know of the fifth planet and that connection and maybe make that. suppose that that's what he might mean and make more connections between Gallifrey and, and our solar system yeah. sort of thing. then maybe we need to but it's kind of an interesting thought to put out there I guess um, mm-hmm. uh, we I I think it's interesting that this Ted Moss turns out to not be such a nice guy, you know, and then here Lilith is threatening to kill him before, and now she's threatening to kill him again with his own weapon. Yeah, but this time gun. the doctor's not there to save him. Yeah, the doctor's not there to save him, no. Um, turns out Tyler seems to be there to save him because he tells Leela to put the gun down. And then uh, we find that he's there to see the older woman, Mother Tyler, who she had kind of alluded to herself that maybe she is involved in more supernatural things. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's calling her in the the old ways of Mother Tyler, who, you know, that maybe she's the wise woman. Hi, she's a wise woman. Um, <laughs> I think we're supposed to think that uh, Moss is involved as well in that coven. And that some others in the in the village are. Mm-hmm. And then because he called, and Stale is the yep. leader. And that the whole Moss and the doctor thing is put in a different light because instead of just giving the doctor information, he was trying to give him maybe misinformation to try to get him to not investigate them, but to go on to the priory and, and to the scientists. Um, so like deflecting his focus from them, what they might find out, what he might find out about, and focusing it on instead, on, instead on the scientists doing the who knows what, since they're foreigners, you know, yeah. as he sort of called them. Um, so that's kind of a, a different twist, anyway. Have this person come back and have him be, you know, not the nicest person, and have another run-in with Leela. <laughs> it's 
kind of things will get you killed, though. I thought it was funny that he basically said, I'm coming back to get you. And she said, you'll need more practice first. Yeah, I forgot to write that down. If you need to practice more. Something like that. Was yeah, something funny. like that. That was funny. It's not often that, she, not so often that she gets to have a funny line to say. Uh, when it's not involving the doctor and making fun of yeah, well, the torture that they have between each other. Y you know, it's partly at least because the doctor's always trying to keep her from fighting, which we commented on last yeah. time. Uh, so this is a case where uh, she is fighting and so that's leading to these bits of humor I think yeah, where she's, so she's getting in, to trash talk yeah she's in her her element and really yeah you know. that's not to say she's not funny other times but no. that's the reason she's funny now yeah because, because the doctor's not there to stop her yeah and she's in control mm-hmm very much so. She knocks stuffing out of that guy by getting him <laughs> in the bread basket. <laughs> and it seems that um, Jack Tyler, or whatever his name is, Tyler, mm -hmm. um, seems impressed with her not being um, afraid of the whole thing and, and impressed by her being in control of mm -hmm. the situation and some of her comments and such. This end well enough that he opens up and says, explains about the Mother Tiger comment and, and other things about the, the locals and his ground and their old religion and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Which you think that um, she will have some affinity for and have some knowledge of because they're a tribe that said her team had a um, the shaman um, that we met when we first met her that was part of her life as she lived it before mm -hmm. so I think she'll buy into that that um, that group idea fairly well And then on the other side, we have the, so we have the locals believing in the supernatural and the, have a, uh, a co local coven, and then we have the, the men of science believing in uh, bringing the supernatural around instead to the old religion, but to uh, new aliens coming, you know, have been mm -hmm. visiting, you know. The ancient astronaut theorists. One of them started with Fendelman, apparently. Mm -hmm. So interesting. We have two two groups of very different supernatural ideas, and. Um, Speaking of Fendelman, where her wisdom can be. Both well, that's, that's the weird thing. See, I thought we had seen him in Faulty Towers. 
but it's a different guy that I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. He's not the one who sells that board motors. No. Okay. That's when you that's said faulty towers. That's who I thought too. Yep. Um, the not hotel inspector, not the hotel inspector. Yes. Um. The We've actually seen him in um, Blackadder. Okay. He was in an episode of Blackadder the Third, and he was also in The Christmas Carol. And then he had a bit part in a Red Dwarf episode, but nothing we rem- nothing you'd remember. Okay, not the Blackadder. What was he? Well, Blackadder, he was in the episode with the voting where they do the election returns. At least oh, I think that's what it was. Right. And he's one of the. <laughs> he well in the episode that he was in, he played an MP who dies on screen, I guess, but I don't remember that part. Is funny because I've seen those so many times, especially the third and fourth. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the person who plays Adam Colton. I don't think I, I looked at him. Seems familiar. Maybe just just his manner. Uh, I'll have to sure. look him up. Okay, maybe for next time. We've got another two episodes. a lot it happened a lot a lot of advancement a lot of different ideas that we get kind of bombarded with actually compared to the last episode we get this one after another these things we get another somebody else dies and then um, Thea getting a little more and more strange and then the doctor inserting himself in the um in the situation, uh, walking in right at the last, at that moment, saying, don't touch her. She's, you know, she's going to glow here in a second or whatever you can, you can tell. Uh, and I guess we, he knows this from his encounter in the woods with whatever image maybe that those people are seeing. Maybe. Um, I'm guessing. This was had the, the old woman, Mother Tyler, saying that she saw an image in her, a dark image in her mind. So I'm thinking they're getting closer to the image of the thumb back. I certainly hope so. <laughs> this is turning out sort of like, um, was it the last one, the Invisible Enemy, where we didn't see the enemy until... Yeah. Or the horror of Fang Rock, where we didn't see the horror, really, until mm. third or fourth episode. Yeah. Well, let's hope it's not as bad as... Well, I mean, the little maggoty creatures are not as bad as the dragon prawn. <laughs> it had to be moved by people because it was on a little rolly, rolly bin thing. Um but yeah, they're CGI and they're like big worms, but they didn't look too bad though. They weren't. They weren't extremely bad. Um, there was a picture on the back of the cover that made it that looked worse. Mm. 
it looks a lot bigger for one thing so it's like oh well they're kind of smaller and they don't look so bad right now there was one thing about the doctor and the sonic screwdriver that made me think of the of the recent new doctor episode where his sonic screwdriver will not work on the old lock yeah I still don't know if I understand that it's funny they didn't mention it in the new one you know this probably happened before Mm. now as well actually I think they did mention it in I said Doctor One. The first one was Sarah Jane, I think. Takes her to the Yeah, I think you're medieval. right. He says you know, it can't won't you work just, on that. Yeah, can't you just get us out of here with that? And she says he says, No, it's old technology. It's new, isn't gonna work on it or something. Doctor just does not learn from himself, does he? Yeah, he still has to try it. Yeah never know what if it hadn't been a phys- uh, mechanical lock yeah and instead was a an electronic lock that was made to look like a f- uh, physical lock or a man a mechanical lock sure could be he'd have to try it yep we do have a potential alien visit 12 million years ago so you know maybe exactly they've been here since 12 million years ago Are alien locksmiths. Anything else? I don't think so. I was saying, I, I, I missed a comment I was going to say in the last episode about when Colby is first talking about his skull there and he calls it uh, Eustace. Um, I, my comment I wrote down for myself was that at least he didn't say Yorick. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, oh well, when you know the doctor sees the skull because you know he's probably going to. I'm guessing there'll be a Yorick reference from the doctor because you know he probably met Shakespeare, you know. Yeah. Um, but he does say instead, ah, poor, alas, poor skull. Yeah. And Officer Jelly Baby. Oh right. And all sorts. Well, yeah. Technically. Something has to be sweet, so all sorts are nasty. Unless you like black licorice, and then I'm sure they're lovely. But I am not one of those people. No, me neither. They look very pretty, I have to say. You know, black and pink and white and mm. different colors and stripes and all very... Um, almost art deco-y design wise if you could think of candy design but they're designed yeah but no yuck well I wonder would he offer a jelly baby to somebody in every episode we've got two more to go let's see we offered one to Moss Oh, of this story. Yeah, I, I meant it. No. Every story, and I was oh. thinking hey, we've already no. broken that. No, I meant just this, just this story. Let's see. 
What was that at the beginning in the pro uh, production notes? They were talking about, like, like the, um, the prop list or the shop, almost like a shopping list or inventory list of for the episode or for the story. Like one van, four pounds of jelly babies and all sorts, and, you know, 32 candy bags and a whole bunch of different miscellaneous um, things listed somewhere or something. Anyway, maybe it was on the budget. No, it was probably a prop list or yeah. supply a list. list. Yeah, a list of things that we're going to need for this production. Mm. <laughs> One thing they did not know they needed was the note they needed to pay the person who shot the gun in the beginning <laughs> because they saw his hand in the shot and yeah. it said that they turned out that they had to co uh, compensate him the person who did the, the armor who did the shot the shooting of the rifle and they didn't expect to do that yeah, it seems a little over the top yeah like we're the production that people are just reaching for things to tell us in this one. <laughs> Usually their information is a little more interesting. Um, oh, I think that's kind of interesting. Well, I guess it's not unusual that they have budget issues. So I wonder, it made me think, what did they skimp on so that they could pay that man for shooting? having his hands show up in the shot is there were there going to be different effects for the um, embryo fendolene or whatever or how will it manifest itself now mm -hmm. <laughs> that we know they have some extra expenses what will we not see because yeah. of it <laughs> I think that's all I have. Alright. Cliffhanger? Cliffhanger. I found it pretty good. Um, I think it is a... Um, a good link for the doctor into the story um, more than just him saying that the creatures are part of his mythology yeah. of his people but if this these uh, creatures were from 12 million years ago when this planet was destroyed and this skull was 12 million years old and it might be extraterrestrial and yet it's um, not prehistoric man and seems to draw the doctor in and he touches it and seems to form this form a kind of a, a, a link or a draw anyway and glows as the doctor is touching it it makes you think it might be maybe Stella Brain is there something that's having this greater effect on the doctor some time power so I think that's interesting in itself is it having a greater effect on him 
Um, it, it's hard to tell because you, you sound like what you touched it when it's glowing like that. Right. So it's not just super imposing his face over the skull Mm-mm. like he did with Thea. Um, he seems quite in distress or in pain by yes. the contact. Yep. So that's, I guess, why I thought it was having a greater effect. Or at least it, it seemingly a more, a more painful effect than others who were just staring at it like the almost felt like a throwback to the third doctor and his sort of googly eyed finishes <laughs> in a way yeah and I'm not sure I mean that in a good way yeah those are never good so I can see that okay instead of the googly eyes for the fourth doctor we get the, the, the Scrunched up, painful face. Yeah, yeah, we really do. Intense, pain face. Barred teeth. Yeah. Kind of. Um, so I think, I think they could have done a little better, personally. It's fine. Would it have been better to have a doctor's face? No, no, I think it's better than that. I think that denotes a different kind of connection. Yeah. Hmm. Well, why not, I guess. We'll see how overcome he is or how painful it is, maybe, next time. Yeah. I guess so. Is that it for you? All right. Well, that's what we will talk about next time. When we talk about episode three of Image of the Fendal. But before we go, I've created a Facebook page for the show. So if you're interested, please like us there. You'll get informed as the new episodes get released and we can have discussions over the episodes if you would like. Uh, So anyway, that's where you can find us. Just do a search for a doctor a day. It's also facebook.com slash doctor a day. So check us out there. And then join us tomorrow for episode three. So join us then and thank you for listening.